one or two actually, but I sat on two. We always mention Eminem. Every episode. No, because I, I agree with you on this one. Yeah, but I was uh, Mo's obsessed. Loki. You are Stan. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I should have brought you sooner. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 What's going on, world? Welcome to episode 66 of the Rhymes Like Dimes podcast with your boys Peter. Yo. Mohammed. Yo. Myself, Yummy. Episode 66. Here we are. How you doing, boys? Yeah, man. Blessed and highly favoured, bro. How are you? All of that as well. All of that as well. Mohammed, yourself? Hey, my God is good all the time. All, all the, the time. time. God is good. Good. There we He's go. There good. we go. Yes, very good. How's your week been? Yeah, bro. It's, it's been a weird week, man. Yeah. It's been, it's been a very weird week, man. Emotionally, psychologically. Um, yeah, it's been up and down. But we're here. Yeah. More or less the same with me, to be honest. Um, for reasons we'll get to in a little bit. But um, yeah. Here, alive, prospering yeah, as man. much as we can. What about you, Mo? I think we've all had the same week, mm. kind of physically, mentally, with everything that's been going on. Mm. I don't think any of us are different here. Yeah, yeah in terms of where we've mentally been this week, with what Yemi's going to get into. Yeah. yeah, for real. I mean, even outside of what we're going to get into, like the world is on fire. I'm telling you, man. With Russia and Ukraine and all that stuff, it's just mad. Like, I'm really feeling that too. Like I've noticed, like. I'm, I feel like just generally I have a lot of empathy in general but I'm really feeling it though for like the Ukrainians and that yep you know yep it's 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 a mad situation like and Russia I just Russia is just the worst like country to try to go to war with because yeah. they will just match you for everything and don't even care about how many people they lose how many weapons they lose anything they are very rago with it and yeah. Putin is just a monster but Thoughts and prayers of everyone in Ukraine. Um, yeah, hopefully there's a resolution yeah, in some man. way, shape or form. Um, thank you guys for tuning in, whether you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube. What else are we on? Amazon. Apple, Apple Podcasts. And Apple Podcasts as well. And especially to the YouTube viewers. Obviously, if you don't know, we started dropping visuals for certain segments of the episodes that we've been doing, last two. Um, thank you to everyone that's watched. Please like the videos if you can. Helps us grow and all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, we're going to keep it pushing. We're going to start today with a somber note um, because there was a death um, in the UK that hit a lot of the uh, hit a lot of the music scene very very hard. So on Sunday, Jamal Edwards, the founder of SBTV, music and media entrepreneur, DJ, philanthropist sadly passed away at the age of 31 after a sudden illness. Um, he was DJing the night before and passed away the following Sunday morning. And we all found out Sunday night. And yeah, it's a very mad one. Jamal Edwards, as I said, the founder of SBTV, who is, which is a platform essentially just showcasing um, freestyles, um, directed videos for all of like our legends basically like he directed videos for skeptic gigs you know he did the S f64 which is essentially like a famous freestyle series that gave us people like Ed sheeran and you know jesse J and dave and stormzy anyone who was anyone on the come up in the uk went through the the doors of sbtv to kind of showcase their talent and jamal made that all possible with a camera um that his mom got him like a camcorder he got when he was 15. it's a major major loss for the scene pretty much everyone who's everyone has paid their tributes and paid their respects to Jamal. Um, a massive, massive loss. Um, and he'll be missed. How do you guys feel about it? Uh, it's, when I first heard the news, it was, it's a tricky one because it's so sad, but when you're a pioneer at 31, you need to appreciate him for what he was. I don't think people understand to be a pioneer at such a young age, for you to be essentially the, you're the reason why we've got so many artists it's such a loss, especially at such a young age, that amount of stuff he could have gone on to do, but we've got to appreciate what he's done as well now. We've got to look, he's a pioneer, he's one of the GOATs, he has to be Mount Rushmore, arguably, for what he's done for the state of UK, UK hip-hop, UK rap, 
and the culture just in general for what you've given us from the S64s, from the freestyle videos, from the behind the scenes, from the Ed Sheeran's. He's a staple. Not in just UK hip hop, not in just UK rap, just in UK music, UK essentially what anyone that's come from here, he is a staple in. Ed Sheeran's arguably the biggest artist in the last decade. And mm-hmm. that came from Jamal Edwards. Forget rap. Mm-hmm. Ed Sheeran is arguably, he saw that Wembley 10 times in a row, some stupid shit like that. And that's all come off the back of Jamal Edwards. Mm-hmm. We've got to give him his respect, man, honestly. Praise up for his family, praise up for his friends. Now nah, we lost one of the goats. Yeah, now nah, pray, prayers up, man. Um, I, I don't even know if I've got enough words to, to, to do what he means to our culture justice, man. I mean, when I saw, when I got the note, because I got the notification first, and then Yemi had mentioned a group chat, but when I got the notification, I didn't read it properly. Maybe I was doing something, so I didn't even register that it was <laughs> it was Jamal. And then um, then I got the note, but then I saw the message in the group chat. And I was just like, what? And I just was online. And then, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, I was just seeing how people were reacting and stuff. And um, then I just, you know, pushed my phone away and I was just sitting with it. And then um, I just started crying. I don't know why I've never met him before, but I felt it, man. I just really felt it, man. 31 is so young. And then I started thinking about, I guess, just how integral SBTV was for me in my in my teenage years specifically, man, because when I think back to when I had like the highlights in my mind of those years, especially around like music and that, the UK on the UK side of things, like he 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 provided the the platform that that essentially led to the soundtrack to a lot of my teenage years. So it was just like raw. And then I started thinking about his family and stuff and, you know, and just all the different people that he had affected as well. So it's it's a difficult one, man. Like, it's a, it's a major, major loss, man. Like, I, I don't think I've got enough words to do justice, just what he means to our culture. You could arguably say that without him, our scene, the majority of the scene don't exist and the scene's completely different. Because a lot of, artists now that ended up becoming big were because they came from his platform and it's just a lot it's just a lot man I don't know if we've experienced as big of a loss as this within our scene I don't I don't I don't don't think I don't think so I think in America we've, we've we've witnessed a lot you here though nah so this feels I don't even know how it feels it just feels I don't know I don't know, bro. I think from, it's like you said, from what SBTS, without him, we wouldn't have the GRMs, the Link Up TVs, the, ste- the scene will still be 10, 15 years behind mm-hmm. without SBTV. I don't think people grasp just the amount of hard, the amount he's given us. Mm. Like, I don't know where the scene would be. Like, this ain't even just for short. Like, I don't know where the scene would be without Jamal Edwards. Like, there was nothing we had. I, I didn't use the office. There was only Westwood that we used to rush home to. Mm-hmm. He gave us so many... F- I remember sitting down watching the Carlos one and thinking, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. And then sitting through... There were so many... The Skepta, the Frisco ones where you just... He would make you run home and sit home and just sit back with your friends. And yeah. Like, it's a movie. Like, this is literally 15, 16, 17, 18. Going up to 29 years old, we, was all st- we still watch SPTV. We've mm-hmm. been watching SPTV. They still drop stuff on SPTV. So it's like... Even the branch offs, the link-up TVs we wouldn't have had. The exclusive Dave's had. The GRM dailies, arguably defying the booths. There's so much stuff that wouldn't have come potentially if we didn't have SVTV and Jamal Edwards' influence. Yeah, I think you guys have just summarized it perfectly. Um, I remember interviewing him once and he was just the nicest, warmest guy. He had a lot of time for everybody. Um, He was always so giving and loving. And the scene feels this loss. It's a very, he's left a massive void because like you say he's the reason why a lot of people are here not just rappers and artists but whole companies and whole brands and whole platforms they're thriving off the back of what jamal was doing at the age of 15 16 17 going up and down the country recording artists rapping outside of their states and you know kind of just launching a lot of careers and launching a lot of dreams and for that 
he is just immortal in that respect. Like every bit of every corner of the scene you go, he's touched. Um, and that influence is never going to be forgotten. So, yeah, prayers up to his family, um, to his mum as well. Shout out to everyone that's been to the mural as well. Um, his mural in Acton, where he grew up. Um, there was a massive like vigil for him where his mum sang. Strong, strong woman, man. The fact that she was able to go out there and just encourage others to just kind of love each other and stop all the negativity. Knowing what's happened to her and the loss she's had, it's just mad, man. Very, very mad. Um, and so respectable. So, yeah. Rest in peace, Jamal Edwards, man. Rest in peace. You won't yeah, be forgotten. This is the first time I'm actually even talking about it. Someone asked me about it yesterday. Um, and I was like to him that I didn't really want to talk about it. I just didn't. I didn't, I didn't have words. And then I was at school today and like one of my colleagues mentioned it to me as well. And um, I said to her that, you know, the same thing I said to the other person. I was just like, I don't know if I'm ready to talk about it, man. Do you know what I mean? I'm still kind of processing it. It's a lot. Yeah. And I've never met the guy. I don't have, I've never had a personal relationship or nothing, but I don't know why. I just f- I feel it, man. I really feel it. But yeah, man, prayers up for his family. Prayers up for his family. May he rest in peace. May he rest in power. Mm-hmm. His influence will never, ever be lost man. or forgotten, man. And you know, 100%. We, we, we keep going. He's a goat, man. 100%. 100%. What's some of your favourite F64s? One that the first one that came to mind was Bashies. Oh, when he was doing the the, the, the last the, yeah, yeah, the, the play the, on was words. Was it the Drake flow or the Big Sean flow? I think it was Big Sean. Yeah. And yeah, he was just yeah. doing the play on words. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Kick out something, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, that's the one that just popped to my mind. You know which one I always remember? Which one? <laughs> English Frank. Oh yeah. Do you remember English Frank one? Yeah, English yeah, Frank. That was a free, moment though. That was man. a English Frank. Runners. He it was a moment. That was a moment. English Frank's one was a moment. Mm-hmm. A Carla's one felt like a moment. Terminators. Terminators <laughs> was a moment. Terminator was a moment himself. But yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a moment yeah. himself. The Skeptic Gigs Lookout video. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that yeah, when yeah, 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 all of them were freestyling as well outside, innit? Yeah, yeah, when he yeah. Had the, when his face was half white. The, yeah, there's a lot. There is a lot of moments. Oh, and man. Yeah, man. All by one man. But, you know, I stopped Jamal. All right, guys. Start with you, Mo. What have you been listening to this week, bro? Um, I've been listening to Kanye a lot. Because I was reviewing his last three albums. So I sat on Kanye a lot this week. Um, the fall off is horrendous. But that's <laughs> another conversation Relax. for another day. No, it's it's actually really bad. Relax. When we sit on Kanye West's first five albums. Please oh, okay. Fair. And we go to what he is today. He's a different man today. No, honestly, he fell off like Leeds. But I don't even want to be that guy. Because the first five is a classic. Undeniable. Yeah. Mm. Then he gave me Jesus. Yuck. Re- hold your mouth. And then I don't want to carry on guy further. But uh, yuck. Mm. So... I just wanted to relive the greatness that was Kanye off the back of his Netflix documentary and just remember why he's a genius. What's interesting about uh, Mo's take on Jesus here, and I've deeped it, all the hood men, none of the hood men like Jesus. See, we're not all, doing this. But all, all the other men that are more eclectic and just have like an appreciation for like proper musicianship and that, they fuck with it. The I hood d- man only like one thing, innit? I, what's that? And then they get used to it and they don't want How? any change. What's My Dark Twisted Fantasy was a whole nother thing from graduation. Yeah, but that's still more like that's still more hip hop. That's more in line. Audience, this is these lot putting me in a box. Like you're putting yourself in a box. Because I think Yeezus is whack. Not just that. No, just because of what you generally like. Well, I'm just saying in it, the fall off was horrendous. Um, (laughs) I also listened to King's Disease as well. One or two. Two. And I wished Eminem stopped 16 pounds earlier, (laughs) (laughs) bro. This is what I'm saying. (laughs) No, because you know what it was, Yemi. I was sitting at the way here. I was like, you know what? Let me know even hate. This guy's getting busy. And then it's always the last 16 when he's like, and you're like, bro, if you cut off there, this would have been your best verse in a decade. I said this. Yeah, no, I give you that. I give you that. All he needed to do was not do the double time. As soon as he finishes the Nipsey bit, cut it off. Done. You're good. Yep. And then you just went too far. But yeah, I've been sitting on King's Disease. um, One or two, actually. We always mention Eminem. Every episode. No, because I I agree with you on this one. Yeah, but I was... uh, Mo's obsessed. Loki. You are Stan. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I should have brought you sooner. Get out of here. But yeah, I've been listening to it. was Kanye a lot. Kanye a lot. Like, I actually sat through 808s. I sat through a lot, Kanye, this week, actually. I haven't watched the, G- uh, the Netflix doc. Genius. It's amazing so far. Yep. I haven't sat through the second episode. The first was amazing. Mm. Like, amazing. I can't lie. Yeah, I'm waiting until it all comes You're gonna, up. And then you, I'm going to binge it. Yeah. You lot are going to love it. Like, the behind the scenes, the amount of footage they caught, mm. the most death and him, the Talibs, mm. like, epic. I hear that. I mean, mean, for me, it's kind of bittersweet 
when I, it's going to be bittersweet when I watch that, knowing what I know about how Kanye feels about conscious rap and that kind of cohort yeah. of conscious rap after the Drink Champs interview. Did you believe him though? I mean, have you ever seen, when was the last time he you saw, them, saw him with them, man? He's with like Dave Chappelle and Mostaf quite a bit, man. When was the last time you saw them? When, it, when I've seen he him with was Dave, doing yeah, Don seen, the One. I've seen Dave Chappelle like quite a few times. All of were there. They went to the stadium. I'm pretty sure. I've seen him with Chappelle a few times. Dave Chappelle and most definitely at the very least. I know he doesn't. I know he doesn't really mess with Talib anymore, but most def is always going to be around. I don't know, man. I think I think he was just saying that, man. His favorite rapper was, but to be fair to him, his favorite rapper was Mace. So it's yeah, but it's more so just kind of you kind of use that wave to kind of you know what I'm saying. To get probably because they were the only rappers that were accepting him as well. Yeah, for real. But you see as well, the, the owner of Ruckus goes to him in the shot. I don't want to ruin it, but goes to him. This is more you than Rockefeller, like straight up. And he goes like, you don't belong in Rockefeller because you belong here. Mm. <laughs> but you see, when you see it, see it, it gives you another like, ah. Oh. And then he's like, no, I'm in the middle. Yeah. And then that's when they came out and gave him the chain. They done, so far it's great. I can't yeah. So far it's great. Fair news. We missed that genius. But Peter, what have you been listening to this week? Um, I've been listening to Mary J. Blige. She dropped an album called Good Morning Gorgeous fire absolutely fire it's the first mary j blige album i've listened to in, in years um and the reason i listened to it is because i heard a song with her and anderson pack that i absolutely loved so i thought why not check out the rest of it and yeah it was absolutely fire man she did her thing on that um i like how she sounded very classic but on contemporary like sounding music um so it was just really really enjoyable um i've been listening to a producer called obliv and he had an instrumental tape called Foreverness. So I've just been listening to that on loop for like the last like few days. Shout out, Blue. Um, Shout and then there was a duo called Abby and Dijon. Abby being the producer, Dijon being the singer. Um, they're not together anymore. Dijon's a solo singer now. But they had an EP out called the Montana EP. So I've been listening to that. You um, love and, off and, that, and that's it, really. Huh? You love off Abby and Dijon. Oh, they're fire though, man. They were fire. I don't know why they split, but yeah. I think the last Mary J album I sat on was... My life. My life. <laughs> but she had 25.8. banged. And she had a song with Rick Ross on there. Yo, that's Amazing. mad. Though. That's the last Mary J. Blige album I, you listened to. How many albums have you dropped since My Life 2? Oh, like 10. No, My Life 2. Oh, My Life 2. My I, Life no, 2. The that. one with Rick Ross in it, 25.8. No, I didn't listen to oh, My Oh, not life the two. first My Life. Oh, I was about to say. No, she made a My Life part two in like 2014, I believe. Okay. And that's the last album I've sat on Mary J. Great album. Okay. Yeah, and what you been listening to? I've never heard a Mary J. album. I'm going to fix that soon, though. Not never, wait, 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 hold on, sorry, that, that you yeah, like, late. You've never listened to a Mary J. Blige album? No. Never? No. You sat through a Lana Del Rey album? Yeah. I hate you. Boy. What does that mean? Actually, no, it, I mean... No, 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 no. What does that mean, Mo? You should have added Mary J. to the monthly thing. That monthly list you've done. I mean, I'm going to give him a list, so I can... I think, yeah, the list, he's going to add to it. Cool, add to the list. There are some people you just miss sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah they're, no, they're that's, that's true, though. I've never sat on Prince. <laughs> no Prince albums? <laughs> never sat on Prince a day in my life. But look at him. Why, why are you saying it so, like, proudly, though? I'm not. I've just never sat on Prince. Sorry. I don't, I don't know if that's something you should say aloud. I mean, it's, it's here. Where? It's in yeah. the air. So, so wait, Yem, yeah, you've never listened to my life? Nope. Damn. Damn. <laughs> All right, Farouk. What have you, listen <laughs> <laughs> what have you been listening to, though, Yemi? I've been listening to, um, so in addition to the um, daily month, listen to a classic album exercise I've been doing over the last month and carrying on. On the rap front, I've been listening to, because we're recording on a Friday and obviously new stuff dropped today. I've been listening to Central C's new tape, 23, which is a really good digestible drill mixtape. But Central C is also kind of taking it away from drill sometimes, which is appreciated. Um, Central C kind of just came out of nowhere as far as his popularity. He's easily like one of the most popular UK rappers in the scene right now. Over the last year, he's just like ballooned. His streams are mad, his views are mad and all that stuff. So, you know, he's got a big future and he's got the good music to boot. Is he a well. plant? Uh, he's independent. Yeah, right, cool. In inverted commas. But I don't know how far that goes. But he claims independence. So uh, not everyone that's successful is a plant. <laughs> no, it's just the rise of Central C. I Get it, but just but it's know, easy just in the, the it's, rise of but it's easy in the internet age. It's e it's so easy. Bro, for, have you seen the views he gets? Yeah, it's easy, bro. It's so easy. It's so easy for one song to catch viral fire, and then you just have a whole fan base. 
Fair that will just listen to everything. Mm. So shout out to Central C. I've also been listening to Nicholas Craven's new tape, Craven in Three. Uh, Bang that out today. Really, really good. Um, the first three tracks have been on a loop pretty much since Craven. Very, very dope. Fun fact about Craven, which is something that I think Peter will enjoy. He has a Spotify playlist called Drumless Loops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to check it out. Yeah. You, you know what you do. And then I realized that's probably what the genre is. That's what the genre is called as to Peter's point in the last episode. Mm. It's not Dusty. It's yeah. Drumless Loops. <laughs> apparently. Yeah. It's not Dusty. That sounds way better than Dusty. It does sound better than Dusty. Does it? It does. I Dusty know, just sounds it does. Dusty. Dusty, is, Dusty is endearing. It's a term of endearment. It's like the N-word. Bro, if like... If I called you Dusty, would you take it as endearment? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, here's the thing. When it comes to music, it's endearing. If you're calling me Dusty, then yeah, I'll probably... All right, fine. You know what I mean? I'd probably take offense. Right, but sweet. I mean, it's solely from the endearing standpoint. But yeah, that's the fun fact about Craven. But a very dope tape. Yeah. And outside of rap, I've been listening to some classic stuff. I listened to Tracy Chapman's self-titled album, which mm. is really good. That was another one of those albums that have escaped me and I've always wanted to listen to. Mm. Um, very dope. It's kind of like late 80s, kind of folky um, kind of stuff. And she's talking about some real stuff, real issues, racism, discrimination, injustice in the world. And I've also been listening to a rock group called King Crimson, um, that mm. album in the court of the Crimson King. That's on my list as well. It's, I've been wanting to get. I've been wanting to get to that for years. But it's hard. It's like a very dope. Is it new old. It's like nineteen sixty nine. Sixty nine. Sixty nine. God bless their soul. Yes, very very dope mix of like experimental jazz and like progressive rock. It's super dope. Mm. It takes you on a journey. So uh, yeah, that's what I've been listening to. And my writer, music writer exercise ends. In a couple of days' time. Use the last one. The last one is Amy Winehouse, Frank. Ooh. So after you've done it this time, when's the next list? Next February. Okay. So it's when hard. you do it next February, then I'll help you with that list. Yeah, if you want. I will cool. give you trouble the list. Yeah. I mean, we can do we, we can do it out before then. But All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that then. We each give ourselves 30 albums. Yeah. yeah. We'll do that then. Should be fun. Should be. I can't wait to see what you get. Yeah. Whoever gets me is going to have fun with that one. He's going to have fun with that one. Can I make a list for both of you? Do you want to? <laughs> yeah. Go on then. Go on then. Well, I'm only getting a list from one of you. Yeah, I don't need Yemi to make me a list because like, I'm pretty much onto a lot of Yemi's music anyway, but you're, you're, I want yours though. I'm going to give you a lot of new people. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, that's between you and your lord. That's why I am. <laughs> I'm willing to listen to it, man. Are you? Yeah, for sure. All right, sweet. All right, we're going to move on to the first topic of today. Rockefeller, yo. And we are going to get into our fantasy booking bag once again. Where um, Peter would have been signed to in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. It's um, it's basically an extension. This guy just threw up the Rockefeller sign. Yuck. Um, it's an extension of a series we started all the way back. I feel like it was like maybe like 10 episodes in. It's the rock. Called What If. <laughs> called What If, where we imagine the hip hop scene if a seismic event either did or didn't happen, basically. And today we're going to talk about Rockefeller Records, as you're, as I'm sure you're aware now from all the shouting of Rockefeller Records. Now, we all know Rockefeller Records, one of the most legendary, celebrated, and important record labels in hip-hop history. Home to heavyweights and icons, <laughs> such as Memphis Bleak, Emil, <laughs> Tierra Marie, the Young Guns, Graf with an F, Christian with an O, and then you've got lesser known artists like Cameron, <laughs> Joel Santana, The Diplomats, some might call them, Beanie Siegel, Freeway, Kanye West, and some brother called Jay Z. Now, Rockefeller Records. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Oh, hold on. God, here we go. You, you didn't include PD Crack. You didn't say Oskino and Sparks. I mean, you can, you can, you're, you're, you're saying it now. Do you know what I mean? You got to make sure you include everything. No, I, I don't have to make sure I do anything. Do you know what I, mean? I don't, no. Anyway, Rockefeller provided the soundtracks for what was an unprecedented run at the top of the game. But the bitter breakup of the label in around 2004, 2005 is probably as infamous as the run of the label itself. But what if it didn't happen? Mm. What if Rockefeller as an entity remained to this very day? And what would hip hop look like as a result? Boys, discuss. Any chance Peter had to mention Oshino as well? (laughs) 
Who is Oshino, respectfully? Oskino, man. Whatever, man. I, I think we should let the resident Rockefeller member <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, take lead on res- this. Respectfully, I'm taking a bit of a backseat with this one. we're going to listen to what he will tell us because, about his record. Yeah, because the, oh, the Rockefeller historian is right here. Who do, you think, who do you think Pete will side to? Bad Boys or Rockefeller if he had a chance? <laughs> Bad Boy, for sure. Bad Boy, isn't it? Bad Boy, for sure. Well, over Rockefeller? Who would yes, you side to? Yes, 100%. Pete? Who would you side to? 100%. Just that curiosity. That shiny suit era was different. This is yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yuck, yuck, yuck. See, Rockefeller, all about the Benjamins. Yeah, all about, yeah. I'd definitely be dancing in videos with Puff and Mace. This is what, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah you would have been there. I'm saying. But I would have signed to The Rock later though. Yeah. For sure. 100%. For sure. Yeah. Um, this is a mad what if, you know. Because mm-hmm. I think if you think about in terms of like a family tree and all the artists that eventually came from Dame Dash, Jay-Z, not really so much bigs, but you think about Kanye, you think about Cam, Diplomats, Joel Santana, Jim Jones, and State Property, Beanie Siegel and that. And then the bigger (coughs) artists that Jay-Z eventually went on to sign when he was president of Def Jam, I kind of like amalgamate them all to one. And it's just... Rockefeller's a powerhouse at that point because they have Rihanna, they have Neo, you have Kanye doing what he then ends up doing as well. Got Cole. Wait, are you counting all the people that Jay-Z signed to Def Jam as I'm Rockefeller? Just, I'm thinking about if Rockefeller didn't split okay. would and, he, what, and what would have happened. Sure. Because Kanye would have ended up doing what he was going to do. There was just no stopping that. Do you know what I mean? But I think Rockefeller don't split. A lot of things happen. I think from the money that is generated from the artists already on the label, from you know the state property and the diplomats, and then Kanye doing what he eventually ends up doing, good music being born from Kanye, the artists that Kanye signed to that, they're all under Rockefeller, if Rockefeller still exists. Yeah. And then, if I'm correct, I think Jay-Z's the one that signed Rihanna to Def Jam. So if Rockefeller don't split, I don't know if Rihanna's Def Jam, she might be Rockefeller. Neo the same. Neo was signed to Def Jam. Rick Ross as well, I think. Rick Ross as well. J. Cole as well. J. Cole as well. All these people become Rockefeller. So they all end up becoming platinum selling artists. So for how I look at it is that Rockefeller maybe have generated enough income to become a distribution point. Where you've got like Universal that, you know, is distributed for a lot of these different labels. Rockefeller could have become so big and successful that they became that. And labels they start i guess distributing funds to labels coming from them so essentially like a lot of things start coming via that rockefeller tree and yeah universal will probably still get a cut from that you reckon because rockefeller was a subsidiary of universal right okay and via def jam via def jam mm. and def jam they would have caught they had a quarter as well right caught the quarter water Yes. Yes. So they had a quarter of um of of Rockefeller, and Universal had the other quarter, and then Rockefeller was fifty percent by itself mm. in that respect. So, to your point, they could have been like a hip hop Universal in that respect, where they are the people who are subsidizing or subsidiaring other labels, mm. like a Dreamville or like a Maybach Music or you know all those kind of labels. And yeah, it would have been a conglomerate. It would have been a juggernaut in that respect. Mm. If they haven't broke, if they're not breaking up, I assume that all of the beef and all of the tension doesn't happen mm. as well. Mm. With like Dame, with Dame and Jay and Cam and Jay and, and all that all that stuff. And if that doesn't happen, we probably get more records with Jay and Cam. With Jay and Cam. Mm. I kind of, I took it the same way you did, but I just looked at who Rock Nation has. Mm. Kind of similar to how you did with but I just didn't look at Def Jam. I specifically looked at Rock Nation because that's Jay-Z's mm. one. And ev- I didn't know how many people Jay-Z had signed under Rock Nation. Like, I had no idea. On top <laughs> of just management, he's yeah. got the sports side of it, which I knew about, and he's got the music side. Sugar Babes. It's, did he have Sugar Babes on there? Lady Sovereign. So, well, he, I mean, we missed shots here and there. <laughs> but that it's a weird one because what they would have been if they stayed together, I think it would have been a biggest record label we've had but I don't think all of that happens though if they I think together, I right? think if they stay together Jay-Z still signs 
it's just the late the way life would have gone. I think I don't he still. Think so. I think he's. What do you think? Jay Z still would have been rapping 100 miles per hour. No, I think he would. I think he retires earlier. Yeah. If Rockefeller don't split, and Kanye is still doing Kanye, like you said. Yeah, but I don't think all the people that he's got at Rock Nation become Rockefeller. But I do think some of the artists that he signed for Def Jam, he signs for Rockefeller though. Yeah, and he signed up to Rock Nation as well. I think he like the Coles. I think he still would have signed. I think he would have signed Coles. I think Kanye still would have signed the Big Sean's. Yes, I believe that too. I think he still would have had. I think he still would have got the Rihanna's. I believe. That. I think Rick Ross would have come with him. Then off the back of that, you get MMG, Jeezy so too. And he, I think he was Jeezy, responsible for Jeezy, and he still get MMG because of Rick Ross. Yeah, that's still all Rockefeller. Yeah, that's an entity we've never. The amount of artists that come under one umbrella. But you know, but even under MMG, artists like Meek, I don't think they signed to Ross though. I think because of the link think, between state property in Philadelphia. Meek probably signs the state property. Not if they respectfully state property. They because at that point, even st- if they stay together, respectfully, respectfully. Nah, you can't say that. No, bro. no. Let me talk. Let me just give one. Let me get my thing off. Respectfully, <laughs> there's no one looking for rock, rock, state property in 2011. Whichever way you want to dance out. 2011. Respectfully, respectfully. Nah, that's you being disrespectful. Let me tell I'm not. And I love being. That's that's disrespectful. Because bro, what the reason why their careers never really took off is. Because of the breakup, I hear, I'm not taking it away from them. It's a hyperbole. It's it's people's people's careers are different if that breakup doesn't happen. Beanie Siegel and Jay don't end up beefing. I think Beanie's career is a bit more stable and there's a bit more consistency there. And he's, I think he's then rated greater than he actually is at the moment because there's no opportunity to really fall off. You've got the consistency of the people you came in with still backing you, and the who's who you've got behind you becomes that, yeah, even yeah, bigger over time. Arms. You know what I mean? So, a lot of people's careers are different, which I think which which, which also means that the quality in hip hop is a lot, and the standard is a lot higher as well. To be quite honest with you, I think it is similar to the argument that if Bigham and Pac were here, that there would have been a bit more quality control, and not every artist would have been able, not every rapper would have been able to just get in the game. I think there's a similar sort of theme there if Rockefeller don't break up, because if you look at the artists that they had. They were all extremely talented artists, all rappers that lyrically got busy. And at a point in time, they were dictating a sound in rap and they stayed together. The longevity longevity of that stretches out even more so, which makes it harder for anybody not making a certain quality of rap to get into the game, especially (coughs) if they're dictating it to the point where they are a distribution label. No, I hear you. I just disagree in terms of. I don't think they'll have that I just, much power. I, just, I, just think, I disagree. In terms I, of, I think I disagree in terms of irrelevance. How much power I, does Jay have now? Yeah, but he hasn't. I mean, the South are going to still do what they're doing as far as innovating sound in that respect. You're still like, going to have trap. Still, when did the South really start doing their team? I mean, you could when say not, you could say outcast. I mean, when okay. the move, when the shift happened. Yeah, like not outcast era, like the, oh, more, like, the more trap stuff. I say thirteen. I'd probably go Rockefeller, back. Rockefeller I'd pro- been done. I probably, I probably would. I'd probably go back further. Maybe like when did TIFR start saying trap? Like oh four, right? Like three or four? Yeah, yeah, yeah random yeah. times. But I don't think they had it then. But the trap sound, I think, is different from the trap culture. The trap culture has been there for for a while, while. But what we know as like trap music now probably doesn't exist until like the early 2010s. So I'd probably say oh nine, 2010 yeah. sort of thing, maybe. Okay. But I still think that would still be happening in conjunction with whatever Rockefeller's doing. But do you think with all the artists that we've mentioned that could have potentially been Rockefeller and I guess how that may have dictated the culture, do you still think the South end up doing what they do? Because think Maybe. about Because a lot of the artists that, and that are rock at that point are East Coast based, right? 50 is coming in alongside that as well, which is bringing a bit more strength and muscle to the East. Do the South still have the run that they have? Which is probably a separate conversation. I think they do. I think they do because it's all do. cycles. Music music goes in cycles. We're in a cycle now of trap music. No matter how dominant um, Rockefeller may have been, there's always going to be that hunger for something new. And outside of New York, outside of the Metropole, they're going to be rappers and there's going to be artists doing different things, trying different things. And that's going to, that's going to generate buzz and that's going to become popular. It might not balloon Rockefeller, but 
it's going to be popular in its own right. It might not have the same run, but I feel like it's still going to exist with Rockefeller. And to the point of Rock Nation, I feel like Rockefeller would just do, would Rock Nation would be that's Rockefeller. I, that's what I think as well. Rock would be Rockefeller. Because it would still extend to other um, sections of entertainment, sports, TV, all that good stuff. They're still going to do that. Yeah, I, sure. think, I think Rockefeller becomes just what Rock Nation is now. It's just what would have happened in terms of the people staying together. No one's going to convince me state property would have mattered in 2011, regardless if they stayed together or not, respectfully. Yeah, but you're saying that because you don't know nothing. Oh, well. Of state property. You don't know, you don't. I don't. I've listened to state property. I no. definitely have listened to Except the one fan of Oshino. Oshino, Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think they would have become Rock Nation just a hundred times, I guess stronger because if you do have the biggest what if for me is if they would all stay together in the music we would have got because that is something we'll never know because that could have swayed where music was leaning towards that's what i'm saying but we don't that's exactly what I'm but saying. i don't think it's dom i don't think it dominates i don't think they're stronger that much to where in the present day and it's still the rockefeller sound you mean you might not saying that because like when them man were really hot you man weren't tuned in like that i wasn't but, outside and I, I mean we were young yeah but yeah. like I still, I'm familiar with what was happening then. If you man were as in tune with like the Rockefeller sound and like how hot they were, then I think you man would be saying it a bit differently. So you like, think if they- You have to understand that like, do you remember when Cam Old Boy was ringing off? Yeah. And you heard it absolutely everywhere. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's in the midst of the Rockefeller era, bro. Yeah, but as I said before, I feel like- Every J, like every J hit from like 99 to about, mid 2000s is like the Rockefeller era and Jay was I don't there wasn't a better artist out than Jay but that's between Jay. that time but yeah but bro like I'm talking about that, state you know huh I'm talking <laughs> about state property yeah cool but do you do you know that state property also had hits in conjunction with what Jay was doing because, they had a few they because, had one, because, they had because a of few. what because of what he was doing not and I hear you they had a few I just don't think they would have become a state do you know what I mean like they had hits but the same way they only had a few hits between 99 and when did they split up just yeah, roughly. Nothing like 06, 07. So between 99 and 06, everyone was on good behavior. How many hits did they give us? Th- there was some minor hits. Do you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. That's why. But the point I'm trying to make is that they were still the hottest okay, in yeah, the industry. They were hottest in the industry. But all eras end. All eras end um, in that respect. Yeah, but the era continues because of the people that then come along. Because when Kanye had come along, it was slowly changing yeah they Dame and Jay weren't really seeing eye to eye towards the end towards when Kanye really started to do you know what I mean so had they stayed together Kanye then is the, the bearer of the flag for the next step okay, I see what do you know what I mean and that's why I feel like the artists that were already there become better as well because a lot of them didn't even get to drop like solo music really like official albums apart from like Beans and Freeway and I just feel like them man become better because they have more of an opportunity because there's stability there. So and, essentially, and what Beans and Freeware already gave us by that point was already cla- they had already given us classic albums. Yeah, yeah, he was saying. So essentially, every stage would be just a continuation of that Rockefeller sound and era, but in a different way. Yeah. So, so you, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. If they stayed together, I'm just gonna ask, do you feel like the South would have taken over, or do you think it would have been prevented? I don't know. I, 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 if you had to just guess. I think it would have been a tougher fight. It would have been, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been a bit harder for the South to come true and like run shit. Probably. I, I do think that like, Rockefeller stand together would have like dictated a lot of stuff within the genre. I really do. Yeah, I hear that. Um, I think, like I said, I think it would be in conjunction. They probably would be fighting it out. But the South is so like undeniable with the way it moves the music and moves culture, moves hip hop generally. It probably would have found a way to at least be on the precipice or like right there with the Rockefeller sound. Even if the Rockefeller sound or Rockefeller as a label are continuing to grow and diversify and all that. But can you imagine all of them on the stage, all on the same team? Yeah, I get what you mean. It would have been tough. Imagine you've got Cole, the Meeks, the Rosses, the Jays, the Freeways, the Seagulls, all on... Bro. Like, you know how Rockefeller used to do? Where they all give each other chains and... The family, it would be a mad I can't lie. If they were all on one and like on some, how Rock Nation do it sometimes... If Rockefeller was still together and you've got all of these men on stage and he's got Rihanna there and we're all what? Yeah, it could Do you get what I'm saying? It would have been a moment. Like, that's, that's, what been a moment. that's what I'm it trying to say. It'd be, it'd be like Jay's Pound Cake verse. 
Cole made millions. Yeah. Ree made Williams. <laughs> Ashino Beans made millions. Beans will tell you if he wasn't in his feelings. But he wouldn't be in his feelings. Because he'd be oh, thriving. There we go. Because he'd be thriving. He'd be thriving. So. I don't know if Jay and Nas would have made up when they did too, if Rockefeller stayed together. Because he makes up, they make up when Jay's kind of away from that situation. On Jay's on president of Def Jam now. You know what I mean? He's, he's in a different place and he wants to kind of align with Nas. I don't know if that happens. But what, do you think they'd still be beefing? Probably not, but I don't think they would have like been buddy-buddy though. Not, not as soon as they were. I think, we, I, think it's, I think it becomes drawn out a bit longer. And we would have got more Dipset music. Yeah? Yeah, with the we music we would have got would have been crazy too. Got, Joel Santana would have been rapping. <laughs> Instead of going... His music. career probably ends up differently too. Uh, no, his one I think is the biggest trajectory that would have changed. Mm. If we're talking about people that were already signed, I think if they stay together, his trajectory changes compared... Everyone else already had a stable career. Mm. I think Joel's himself single-handedly changes his whole career. If we're all still under the same umbrella, Max B stack bundles, Max B, a lot of artists Max, that oh, you know didn't B. end up thriving because of not as necessarily as a result of the split, but just because of many different situations. But I just think the stability of having a fully functioning powerhouse machine it makes it hard for talented artists like like them to not thrive, man. Yeah. Do you reckon um, Freaky Ziki got affected? <laughs> Who's Freaky Ziki? <laughs> He was a member of Dipset. Oh yeah, we've we've had this conversation. <laughs> Freaky Ziki. He probably would have made millions too. But yeah, do you reckon he got affected? I, don't ask me. <laughs> that, do you think Jay Electronica becomes Rockefeller via Just Blaze? If they're still all together, Ooh. yeah, Because yeah. it became Rock Nation, and he probably dropped his album a lot sooner too. Because you reckon? Yeah, because by that point, I don't think Rockefeller will be pushing him to drop a single. I think they allow him just to do his art. Because that's Dame Dash. It'll be Dame Dash on. Do you know what I mean? It changes a lot. Because mm. with Rock Nation, it's Jay Z. And he's well, an artist. Exactly. And he's an artist and he, he can lay back. But Dame Dash was the one that was putting pressure on people. Mm. Well, if Dame so had his way. Everything would have changed. Everything. That yeah. I mean, if Dame had his way, Cameron would be president, right? I don't think that happens, though. Because that, well, that only started back. to happen when him and Jay Z weren't seeing eye to eye. That, and then that's, that further caused a bit of tension there. But I don't think that happens. If they're all him, Jay and Biggs are on the same page, that don't happen. And then you get more Jay and Cam. Yeah, because there's not really much tension there. But there was probably a little bit of funniness there anyway before that. But I think if it's like solid, then I don't think there's that. We just get more records, man. So you feel like Jay-Z would fully get in his like executive bag? I think he would have retired a lot sooner. You think he'd still be rapping today? No. So is it a good thing that they split up? It happened the way it was supposed to happen, didn't it? But it just, I just, I think about the music we would have got, oh man. Like, like Beans produced, like Kanye produced Beans albums. There was a lot left on even the table. Even the crossovers. Like even the crossovers we would have got. There was a lot left on the table. Yeah. The like, Beans and the Meeks. Like more even, freeway like records with Just Blaze and more freeway records with Ye and flipping, who else was there, man? Like fucking Young Chris might have had an album out. PD Crap might have dropped something. He's going to say next Hurricane you know what Chris. what I mean? <laughs> might as well say Hurricane Chris, man. Young Chris, bro. You might as well Hurricane Chris the team. Young hey, baby. Chris, bro. You might as well Hurricane Chris the whole set. Young Chris. But no, what could have come from it? Ah. Uh, imagine Kanye West for Jackson and he got Meek and Beanie rapping over it. Sounds nice. Unless he shouts. Which he probably would. If we're talking about early Meek. Early Meek. Yeah, early Meek shouting over Kanye beats. Yeah, I'm probably glad that didn't happen, <laughs> to be fair. Oh, we could have got so much. Yeah. If Rockefeller stayed, toge- stayed together, the cross-branding that could have happened, well, to, it would have been ridiculous. Well, to that point, in your in you guys' opinion, like, what is Rockefeller's greatest legacy? Jay-Z. Jay, Kanye, The Diplomats. State property. State property too, purely because of um, them going up to Hot 97 and doing the freestyle session and going at, you know, the locks and Mob Deep. Because they were like the precursor to Jay really going at Mob Deep and Nas and that. So I think they just brought an energy. State property just brought energy to, to Rockefeller, um, which was in deep. turn brought a certain energy to like rap as well. It's difficult to define what the legacy is, man. But just the great artists that came from it is the legacy. We got Ye. And then the artist they birthed. It's never going to end. Because even though Ye was talented in his own right, 
I think we receive him differently if he's not aligned with Rockefeller, man. If he goes Rockus record. Because they already, they have a certain clout. And the talent is the talent, but there's just something to someone that's extraordinarily talented and then having someone like a Jay-Z, even though Jay-Z was a bit, wasn't really fucking with his raps. It's still something to that. Someone like that standing next to you. For sure. I think Kanye is an alien though, in a sense, because no matter what he would have done, whether it would have been on Rockefeller or not, he would have found a way to bust through. Mm. But does he become Kanye? Um, I believe he does, because it's still, it's still his vision. I think... Yeah, I, I think God, God, I, God, God willed that. I think, no, I I think he'll become Kanye. But, I just but, don't know if he'll become but when you deeper, like, it's, it's like you said, when you've got that arm around you... But also, when you deep it though, like, college dropout and the whole process of him joining Rockefeller... Cool. After that, how much of a role does Rockefeller really play in Kanye's career? It's a good question. And that speaks more to Kanye. So you don't think that the beats that he was giving out to artists on The Rock contribute to his growing reputation and status? 100%. But there you go. He says that in the documentary. He shows how. Then there's that. He got, shows how. There's that. But because there's some, there's 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 a certain level of clout that even as talented as we now see that he is, there is still a, a certain level of clout that comes with producing for Cam, producing for Beans early, before you eventually get to you know, like the heavyweights, the heavy heavyweights. And Cam was a heavyweight, but there's still something to that though. No, there's definitely 100 percent there is, but. I still think he would have bust through regardless. Mm. Like he, he was giving beats to the hottest rappers at the time, which obviously helped and they were all on, on Rockefeller, which is obviously great, but it's Ye and Ye always finds a way. But without Rockefeller, does he get them beats to them guys? We don't know. We don't know. I mean, listen, he was doing beats for the mad rapper, so why not? <laughs> it's actually, oh. <laughs> yeah, me. I'm just saying, if you're, getting, if you're doing beats for the mad rapper, you're going places, bro. He was ghost producer for the Mad Rapper too. There you go. There you go. There you go. Put in work from there. Yeah. I still don't think he becomes Kanye though. I think he does. Nah. Mm. I, I think that does. cold sign, the, the giving Jay-Z Izzo, all of that, it just played out perfectly. Do you think, the, so the artist that, so the family tree that we've kind of stipulated on here and the artists that eventually we could have maybe seen on Rockefeller, do you think they end up becoming what they are today? Like the J. Coles? And yeah. The Rick Rosses. Do you think so? Yeah, because I think... How can I put it? Wait, you think Ye doesn't become Ye, but you think Cole becomes Cole? No, I don't... I said with... No, if Cole's not signed to them, I don't think he is. Okay. If Cole is signed to them, I think he is. Same with Ye. I think Ye needs... I think Ye... That Rockefeller Cole sign, I think, made us listen to Ye a bit different as well. Just knowing he was around them. Yeah, that definitely helps. And I think the him give because we knew Ye as a producer way before his music. Well, not way before, but he was popping as a producer. Regard. So I, I, and I, I think because of who he gave those songs to as well, like you said, I think giving Hove certain songs and these my certain songs, it changed to me. Boy, without them, the whole land is the, the whole landscape changed both ways with or without them. If they stay together, the landscape of hip hop might not be south right mm-hmm. now. And I think that's a legit argument that it won't be because of how strong that he still would have had. I hear that. Well, shout out to Jay, Dame, Biggs. Freaky Ziki. Oshkino. Finally got it right. Um, Tierra Marie. Your impact will nope. not be forgotten. Shout out to Memphis Bleak. Shout out to Memphis Bleak. Shout out Source Money too. Can I, just I know he's not a Rockefeller, but why not? It was Jay-Z's fault why Memphis Bleak never became a dope rapper, by the way. We'll, 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 we'll chop that out at a later date. It definitely is his fault. All right, guys, we're going to move on now to the second topic of today. Old head alert. <laughs> the views of the old heads in this room, well, today it's going to be Mo, um, are not reflective of um, mine or maybe even Peter's views, but we'll soon find that out. Um, Mo had a query about taking it to the UK. Mo had a query about the UK rap scene, um, and he has a theory about the quality of music coming out of the UK rap scene. Mo, would you like to expand? Yeah, so I'm going to try to be professional. Professional? <laughs> want, yeah, I'm just going to give everyone a heads up. I'm going to try to be a bit professional about this because I don't know if I can say what I really want to say. But I've had an epiphany. Since 2019, UK music has been meaty mm. at its best. And this mm. is what I mean by this. 
Mm. I any rapper that's come through from 2018 onwards to me has been I don't know if I'm an old head or if it's average, mm. but I feel like we've passed. I don't want to say a peak, but I feel like this thing actually. Do you remember when rap in America, UK hip hop, just hip hop in general, went through a couple of years of a drought? It was like famine. Mm-hmm. We went through a few years where it was just wet, like Flow Rider was popping. Mm. And we just had a few years where it was just meaty music. Young Dro. Young Dro, Hurricane Chris, all of that nonsense. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Tip, uh, Jay Quant. Like, we're just going through a lot of meaty process. Chingy. I feel like, Chingy. I feel like that's what we're living through now. And when I say that, I feel like when you go back to the resurgence to me of UK music, the 2013s and 2014s, when the Stormzy's came out, the Dave's came out, the mm. Freddos came out, the Jay Husses came out, even the producers like J5 and the Still Bangles came out. Mm. I feel like we we're missing that. And I don't know if it's because of COVID, I don't know what it is. I just feel like the last few years, the energy we had for UK music where we were saying, I remember I used to say freely to Yemi and we used to say on the, early on the podcast, I feel like we was making better music than America for a long, long time. I still feel like mm. we are. Mm-hmm. But the ones that are making better music are the ones that were making better music eight years ago. Like who? Like the Gets, the Daves from like five, six years ago. Sims. The Sims, who's yeah. been around for such a long time. The Skeptors, there's people that... So it's not the newer artists. It's not the newer artists. Whereas in 2015, it was all, everyone was new. Can I ask you man a question? Do you get what I mean? Yes, go. How, are, how integral to this conversation is drill music? That was going to be my question. Yeah. Ooh. Do you feel like the fact that drill music is so popular is having an effect on UK rap as well, as far as everybody trying to do one type of sound and not seeing much variation that in musicianship and just... Before we answer that question, I want to ask Mo what your idea or what your definition of quality is with regards to this conversation, because there are a lot of new age rappers out here who, to some people, are making quality music and to some people aren't. Like... Well, I mentioned Central C. Tion Wayne makes good music. Okay. Um, a lot of the drillers make good music, if you're willing to listen. No, I, I'm willing to listen. It's just, when something sounds meaty, it sounds meaty. And I feel like, it's, it's like you guys said, when everyone, I feel like in 2015, 2014, we had a resurgence where there were so many different artists rapping different ways, rapping over different things. There wasn't a straight one line like this is where we're all following whereas now you get that with drill so maybe it's just the, we don't have the variety that we had years ago mm. but I do feel like we are going through a bit of a, a bit of a problem in the UK music right now where the next talents I don't think are going to carry well I can't say they're not going to carry on their back but the wave that we had in 15, 13, 14 we are looking for that right now there's no way people can't tell me they're not looking for at least some sort of new wave of ice. And I, th- I think it's quite interesting that Mo is the person saying this because if I was to say that um, mainstream UK rap scene is lacking any form of variation, any, form, any form of um, artistic greatness, great albums with the void of, of classic albums, classic singles and great music, you man would be calling me an old head. So I think it's wild that this is coming from Mohammed, but you man are going to let Mohammed get away with may this and not call him a whole head. But let me say may this I, shit. I speak. She said old head alert. But may I speak? Go on, talk. The difference between Mohammed and Peter is... <laughs> <laughs> Yemi, does Peter even give the 2015 <laughs> artists their, their respect? Does he even care to listen to any of these artists? Do you know what I'm saying? I can, You don't even give the 2015 man he says all that. He said all that with his chest as well. Like, like he don't cut off at all five and that's it. And he knows he doesn't listen to Yeah, but I rappers. still hear stuff though. And I'm able to then say, you know what? And just to I clarify, can, can we're, talking about, in the scene. we're talking about mainstream UK rap, Yeah, right? just mainstream. Because if you look yeah, underground, you're going to find Underground variety. is wonderful, no, as it always is. We're just talking mainstream right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just saying, you don't even see the 2015 resurgence. That's where we disagree. <laughs> At all. I see the resurgence mm. and I see the resurgent now done resurging. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's done resurging? No, because I feel like we're still in the early stage of the UK scene. Yes, there was a grime resurgence in 2014, 2015, but the UK scene as a whole is still young. We're going through phases right now. I feel like I was on fire at one point. Yeah, I, I don't mean, feel like we are anymore. And yeah. I feel like we was legit on fire. At so one what, point what do UK. you want to see? What would make you feel like 
yeah, we're still making quality and our scene is still making better music than America. What, what, what does it look like to you? To me, we don't keep... When I'll be happy is when we stop relying on the same ones that we had. Mm. Well, like Stormzy, Dave. And I feel like it's not fair because they're still young and they are. So I don't want to... With all due respect, they're still mm. very young. So, But I know what to expect from... When I first heard Dave, when I first heard the Freddos, when I first heard whoever, even mm. the producers, it was new to my ears. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it was like, oh, hang on a minute. This is... Yeah. Yo, these don't sound ridiculous. They're young. They're rapping. I haven't got that feel from a new artist in the mainstream for a couple of years now. I mean, I think that's in line with um similar sort of argument with America as well. After the Drakes and the Coles and the Kendricks and the Nickies and that generation, we haven't really... I don't think I've seen like the, the superstar superstars that are going to take it on for that next gen. You have... I don't know if I count Travis as the generation that came after that. I don't think so. But you haven't really seen that. So I think it's kind of... Here is kind of in line with that, except... Oh, what was it after? Yeah. Um, and it sounds like Mo's looking for the next superstars here. We've got superstars here, though. Central C is going to be a superstar. Is he a superstar now? He's not a superstar now, but he's been he's only been around for like a year or so. Does his music back up his superstardom? Depends on who you're asking. I'm asking you. Can we like also, like you have to understand, we have to understand hotness as well. And it's very temporary. Here we go. <laughs> no, that's the truth though. But we have to understand that. We have to put that into context. Just because someone's extremely hot now, does that mean they're going to have the same longevity and the same sort of greatness that someone like a Dave has? Dave doesn't have that much longevity. He's only... Forget that. I'm talking about the greatness. The greatness. That's music though. It, it, yeah, it just depends on the music. I think with Central C and mainstream rappers... The thing with mainstream rappers is, especially when they're kind of drop, when they're dropping like projects and they're dropping music sort of thing, there's an element always, whether you're Stormzy, whether you're Dave, whether you're Central C, whoever, of keeping up with what is hot and you know feeding that, whilst also getting into your kind of more artistic bag. If you're talking about the superstars that are just artistic in every way, shape or form, a la a Dave, you might be searching a little bit more for that compared to someone like a Central C who is coming into the game, came on this drill wave, and he's slowly but surely exploring other sounds. You know what I mean? He's being more artistically, artistically he's like exploring a lot more, being vulnerable, you know, stuff like that. So you kind of give these people more time to grow and you see where they go. Um, he's definitely hot. And I do feel like he is going to be around for a while because he's very focused in this thing. Um, but for, and people like Tion as well, like they're in it for the long haul. They're going to be mainstays whether they're going to be reaching the levels of a Stormzy of Dave, in your guys' opinion, is still, is still out there for debate, to be fair. Bro, I ain't going to lie to you, man. Here we go. A lot of the music I hear these days, it just doesn't have the sound of longevity to me, man. I just can't, I don't, I can't imagine myself listening to a lot of it five years from now. There's not many artists here that, that I can see really doing that, man. I think some of, I, I just can't. Well, you, uh, again, Maybe it's the sound. Maybe it's the but sound. But Maybe. they're all young as well. Huh? They're all mad young. Cool. But just based on the music that I can only judge them based on the music they're making now. I don't know what music they're going to end up making, but based on the music a lot of them are making now, I just can't see myself in five years saying, yo, let me I listen to that real quick. Well, that's why I'm reserving judgment because they're so young and they're in so early, they're in early stage of their careers to where they might not be making the same music that they're making now in five years time. They could be reaching those other levels of like, what you guys deem to be quality music. Maybe, you never know. There's something about the trap sound and the drill sounds that just doesn't feel like longevity, man. It really feels of the time. Because when I think about a lot of the, the music that I consider to hold that longevity, it just sounds different, man. There's just way more musicianship to it. And I just... I don't know, man. I don't really hear it like that. Does Grime have much longevity for you? Um, or is it timeless is the question you should be asking. I'll answer your question then. <laughs> uh, probably not. Probably not. I probably have to be feeling nostalgic to really listen to P's and Q's. I hear that. So probably not, no. I hear that. And the thing with Grime is it's kind of just stayed in the same place. Um, he hasn't really developed and anybody who was grime is doing UK rap or, you know, dipping into drill these days as well to kind of stay, not all the way stay relevant, but to explore a new thing, 
Whereas grime as a whole, as a sound generally is kind of just we're st- we're having a debate now still whether grime is dead sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I just might. to me it's just UK rap in general. Mm. I just I just feel like there was even, there was a period where there was just so many people coming out. I know I could repeat it. Whether it was Mostag, the lot of boys, Crypto Conan, it was just new people coming from every which avenue with heaters with bangers. I feel like right now it's stagnant. Yeah, you got Central C, you got T on Wayne. And then you got RD and then you got H. But bar maybe a couple like the Tions and it. Yeah, I don't think if you're looking at the quality we had that was coming out back then compared to the quality now. Mm-hmm. Do you know even do yeah, you know what I, mean? I, like, I mean I think someone like Mo Stack wasn't was ridiculously high, but if you bring out Mo Stack today, he's going clear compared to these man just because of competition. Yeah, I suppose, but I don't want to think of the rap scene as kind of like this conveyor belt of like a certain type of artist that's getting turned out every like year or so no, to meet your that. standard sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, There's going to be peaks and troughs. There's going to be, you know, highs and lows to your taste sort of thing. It's not every couple years you're going to get another superstar cast a la a, a Dave Stormzy Huss every two years. Well, it's you might... six years now. Well, I mean, again, it just depends on who you're checking out for. Like, Tion has been in the game for a long ass time. He's now one of the premier rappers in the game. And that's just from being around and adapting to what's going on. If you listen to his, have you listened to his last yeah, album? Yeah, I like Tion, I like Tion. It's not just drill. Like I he's like, made, I like he, he's made popular, he's making popular music, popular drill music, but he's still, he's still a road rapper. He's still a UK rapper in that respect as well. He's still, he's still very much in that mold. So I feel like with the game, it's a thing of reserving, well for me anyway, it's reserving judgment and seeing where it goes. Because um, here's the thing, even if, we're still relying on the Daves, the Stormsies, the Husses, and you know legends like Getz and Kano to drop quality work. I mean, we they should be like they've been in the game long enough. They should be improving every yeah. time, sort of thing. And that they're contributing to what makes the scene great as a whole. But if you're talking about new new mainstream rappers, we're in an age now where they're gonna gonna try and make stuff that's more accessible and popular that might not necessarily be conducive to quality. In your opinion, and that's the problem. That's, that's the problem. That's, that's the problem, man. Too many artists are coming out and just making music of the time, and just diluting the genre and our culture. We need more artists that are striving for timelessness. We need more artists that are striving to really, really be established as artists, not someone just quickly trying to make peas off, you know, what's in at the moment. We need more Simses. We need more Daves in that. Those artists are not making music of the time. They're real artists and we need more of that and and until we see more of that then the scene is just going to keep being diluted in my humble opinion I think we're going through our all seven faith in America to be fair oh boy a lot of these <laughs> artists I be fair? you're clearly not <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to a lot of these arts, artists especially when it comes to like drill and kind of more like popular sounds currently they use that as an in to the game it might not always be the end point for them to just be a drill rapper. Heady One, for instance, he came in on the drill thing. He did a, he did a tape with Fred again, who's like an electronic music producer. Um, no drill, kind of more like housey or a more derogative term, uns uns. Um, <laughs> you know, and people hated it. But that's Heady One exploring his artistry more. Yeah, He's trying to do new things. He's trying to have longevity. I think there's a, there's a case with a lot of these rappers that come through of using a sound as a kind of gateway to then exploring other aspects of your artistry, especially as you get older. Mm. A, lot of, a lot of them are still coming into the game, 19, 20, 21. They don't know who they are as artists. Mm. Sims didn't know who she was as an artist compared to, I mean, obviously she was making similar type of music throughout her career, but she wasn't a finished article. They never are. So it's a thing of, you got, you can't, you got to let them. Give them time. No, but you some, of give them these, time, some of them were solid to me. Like, Heady's solid to me, but I just feel like, it's just a lack of artists today. Not taking, I don't count Heady as today. I'm just talking about people that I feel like I've heard of Heady for a while. Mm. I'm just about people that I feel like I'm new, new. I just, I don't feel like, I'm not being moved. And that's fine. That's fine. That's because they're not making music that moves you, right? But you're not really moved by that kind of popular stuff anyway. Generally. But I just feel like even when it was popular back then, there was still popular music that was, we were still a staple. The music was still music somewhat. I, I, when I, I was popping back then, music was still music. I just think at the time, it was more to your taste. And this time, it's not to your taste. I think it's just a matter of case. Yeah, because it's gone meaty. Yeah, in your opinion. Yeah. And it's only your opinion. Mm. 
Because you could ask the next man and they could say, we're having a great time, Allah. 2014, 2015, 2016. It's, it's just down to your ear and what you think is good, yes. basically. Like, I'm going to keep saying his name, Central C, he makes good music. It might not necessarily be to the level of, well, I mean, whether he makes better music than Fredo is up for debate. I mean, Fredo is not the best, but he's part of that, that tree, right? Mean, I mean, I mean, that I mean. tree, right? So it just depends on who you're asking, man. But I yeah. think with a lot of them, I don't think it's a case of the, of, of the UK rap scene having peaked. I think it's just in a period now where a lot of artists are making music that's not to your taste. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say it's peaked. I won't, I won't go no, I don't. Far. I don't think it's peaked. Nah. I just feel like we're just right now on a... I just feel right now, yeah, we're on a bit of a downer. It's going to go back up. It's just the nature of music. Mm. I just feel like right now, we've, we was at a peak and we've gone down now, put it that way. I yeah. feel like we, we can always come back, but I just feel like we're on a down season. Like when we come back one year, I scored only 16 goals, next year I scored 20 plus. So it's like, you can do that. Well, we'll see, innit? That's a great analogy to me. We fair. need to, to be honest with you. We'll like, I, I love UK music. So mm-hmm. it's just... Me too. But you're always gonna... What? <laughs> <laughs> I do. A, what do you mean? Yeah, me, that was a great pause. New UK Yeah, me, that was right, great. Fine. Yeah, me, that was great. Yeah, me, that was great. I do like new artists. Oh, uh, name five. Mainstream. Like. Mainstream. Give me five that you like. Uh, Nux. That's my guy. That's not mainstream, bro. That's not mainstream. Give me five you like mainstream. Mainstream. Just five. Jay Huss. One. You didn't even like him before, to be fair. Dave. You'll never, I'll never let you he looked down live that us. down. He looked I'll never down. let you live that down. I looked down. I didn't like it. You looked I down on me. I was late. I was you... late. I was late. You didn't like it. Okay. Um, I like Tion. Do you? Yeah, I like Tion. Okay. I like a couple of his tunes. Um, that's it. Yeah, man. Listen, there's bare people. Even if they're not new, they are still kind of new because they're still so young. Yeah. Hedy is still relatively new little sims even though she shouldn't have won best new artist at the brits one best new artist mm. you know what i'm saying so the best is still yet to come i feel yeah i just don't count and i feel and, and and to that point also i feel like people like nux and people like who are just on the precipice of kind of mainstream getting more buzz they're then gonna come through and then we won't be having this discussion yeah and when they do then we'll have this conversation again. yeah and then the old heads <laughs> yeah and then the old heads in the room will rejoice that real hip-hop is back oh, piss off man i'm just saying bro <laughs> i'm just saying you literally only need to say real hip-hop and you have confirmed i've never your... said that exactly all you need to do is say that to confirm your old head status listen jiggy brothers don't say real hip-hop man jiggy brothers don't say real hip-hop <laughs> that's the hey, man all right well that was a great discussion shout out to all the uk rappers making it making it mainstream and making it live um we just got to wait and see, man. But we are going to end it there. So thank you very much for listening. Um, guys, you got any shout outs you want to make before we head out? No. No? No? Big up God. All the time. Big up God. Shout out to you guys, the listeners. I'm always going to shout out the listeners. Um, follow us on all the socials. Continue to tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, you know, follow us on TikTok. We're out here TikToking. We will see you or you'll hear from us in about two weeks time. It's the rock. Gosh. Until then. Until then, take care, stay safe, and peace.